Hi guys, this is Sarah. And this is Katrina Joe. And, and we're, we're the, the feds. feds. FedWork is the modern day background check. And we encourage people to feed empowerment daily. And, and you're, you're now, now listening, listening to, to FedWork. Fed hey guys, welcome to FedWork. I'm Katrina Joe, And I'm Sarah. And this week on FedWork, we have a very special guest, my girl, Nakiva. Hey, girl. Hey, girl. Hey. Girl, hey. <laughs> <laughs> How's it going? It's going well. It's going well. Happy FedWork Thursday. Friday. Friday. Well, <laughs> yes. I mean, we're filming on a we're Thursday. <laughs> it's coming on, on a Friday. Yes, yes. Um, thank you for coming on. We definitely wanted to touch on kind of just your background and everything that you have going on right now. So for the people that don't know you, can you tell us a little bit about yourself? Sure. Um, I am multifaceted. I'll start with that. I'm yes. an actor, a dancer, and a model. And over this lovely quarantine we've all been going through, I turned into a fitness instructor um, pretty much overnight, but not really. I've been an athlete and a dancer my entire life. So it all came about pretty organically. Um, I now teach four times a week virtually. I can't wait to like see people in class and do things in person, but right. I'm living in the virtual space, uh, teaching, and then when I'm not teaching, I'm auditioning for commercials, TV shows, uh, modeling, booking campaigns when it's a good week, <laughs> that kind of stuff. Yes. <laughs> what for type sure. of fitness workouts are you doing? Um, so, so you're instructing, I should say, not doing. Yeah. Well, I do the whole class. Oh, cool. As cool. I'm instructing it. I, I kind of haven't really, I'm working on finding the balance between not going 100% while I'm right. doing, but I think, especially when you're in like an IG live, for example, I can't see everybody. So I feel like if I don't keep moving, they're going to stop. Um, but yes, I'm teaching for three different platforms. I'm wealthy. Uh, it's a wealthy product brand um, that has different like supplements and things. So I teach for them on IG live. I also teach for Viore clothing, which is an athleisure line. And then I teach for Soconomics, which is a Soka fitness, dance, cardio brand that my friend Selena started. Um, so across those platforms, I'm constantly popping into class. I usually do like a body sculpt, I'll say, because I like to mix and match a different, a lot of different types of workouts. So we'll do bar technique things, Pilates. Um, I throw in some hits sometimes, some cardio. It's really a, a mix of stuff that I like to do. Um, basically anything that's going to keep us sweating, burning in all the right places. Um, my they're very challenging. I've heard. <laughs> I think people are a little scared to come work out with me. I'm like, it's okay. I try to bring my friends on. They don't always show up. Yeah. Um, yes. But yeah. I've taken a few of your classes. I was just going to ask, Katrina, have you taken any of your classes? Yeah, I've taken a few of your classes and I'm definitely sweating um, during and definitely. Yeah. 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 It's hard. It's and a I good word. Doing it. Yeah. It's a, it's a great workout. And I have guys that do it too. It's not just for the ladies. Um, it actually starts. So, to back it up, I started all of this really over Zoom um, when my friends, like I have friends in Chicago, I'll give them the credit, that were like, hey, can we do an online workout with you? Because we're all sitting around and I need someone to get me going. And they had seen me, I was doing these 30-day challenges from a friend of mine in New York that had started them. So I'd be on Instagram like, okay, day one, day two, day three, just showing that I was working out. 
And mm-hmm. then it led to people reaching out to me, both my friends from Chicago, like, hey, will you do a private like class with us over Zoom? We can all see each other. And then honestly, randoms being like, do you have, I love your your body and like what you're doing. Like, can you give me some workouts? And it, the opportunity was clearly there. Um, I was resistant at first because my focus has really been in my arts and, and crafts uh, and not so much on fitness, but it is something that has always been a part of my life. And I feel like I have a lot to share and I knew I could be good at it if I tried. So with my friend's push, I just started to teach over Zoom. Um, and it quickly, honestly, within one week, they're like, okay, can you do an IG live now? It's like, okay. So, you know, every time I go on live and it was cool. It was a little nerve wracking the first time, but I did it. And it was then became such an adrenaline rush. Um, and then I got really comfortable in that space and brands started noticing um, and honestly, like started plucking at me. Like I taught, uh, I think my biggest audience was for Revolve, um, which has a huge platform and they put people on to their IG live all the time to teach different fitnesses to fitness classes. So that was really exciting to be, that's really cool. Them. Um, and then, then there were brands that consistently wanted me to go on, um, hotel Californian, which is up in Santa Barbara. I'll go on. I think I have a class for them like in a week. Um, And then these other platforms that were like, hey, let's do every single Monday, every single Wednesday. And it really just grew and grew and grew Um, so organically. I mean, I I enjoy it. I feel like this is the most out of all the different uh, careers that I dabble in. I feel like this is the most direct um, way to give to give back um, to connect with others. And I think that's why I've felt even more fulfilled in life in general, because each of the things that I do is filling a different part of me and, and allowing me to connect with individuals in different ways. Um, so, you know, my Soconomics class is on Zoom and that's two days a week with mostly, well, most of my uh, students in that class are students. Most of the women or ladies that like to take my class <laughs> are in New York. Um, and everyone is of different physical capacity and size and shape and age. So it's really cool to like, see them attempting I bring a lot of dancer stuff it's not none of it is easy and I love to see that they're going for it and it's really helping them and to hear their feedback and to know that I'm really helping them shape their bodies and just feel more healthy is very rewarding um so I made the time to to add on to my lifestyle in this way and now it's has become a very lucrative career um, I love that. in addition to my other passions. So I'm just letting it roll and see where it goes. <laughs> I love it. You mentioned that you have a dance background. What is, what is your background in dance? Yeah. So I'm first and foremost dancer, first love, best love. <laughs> um, I've been dancing since I was five and I trained in Chicago where I'm from ballet, modern, jazz, tap, hip hop, all the things I competed. And then for in high school, I was at Joel Hall um, Dance Company in Chicago. That was my first like company taste where I was really getting into um, taking dance seriously. And then my dear mother told me that I could major in dance at Alvin Ailey and Fordham because I knew I wanted to go to college. And I was like, oh, who knew I could do this? So I auditioned, got in, and that was my dream school and my dream program, went to Ailey for college. Um, and then from there, I got 
a commercial agent. So I started dancing in commercials, TV for artists. Um, and I still do that to this day. I have dance representation with Block. I've been with them for 10 years. Um, yeah, so as dance is not my like primary focus anymore. I'm really pushing into the acting envelope, but it will always be there. And I love that it has made its way into like my modeling career, my acting career as well. I think it'll always be there once a dancer, always a dancer. Um, so yeah, that's my dance background. And it still made his way into my fitness too, because I'll do some air yeah. stuff and some working on that turnout, great booty lifters. <laughs> It works. Train like a dancer, you will have a bomb ass body. That's all I can say. Yes. I feel like everyone that I know that was a dancer growing up, I always felt like they had an edge over me, like when I'd go into (laughs) physical classes and things like that, because I was like, you've been building your body this whole time. Yes. I was like, I need to eat some steak and build up my body because I couldn't gain any weight to shape anything and I hated to sweat. So, like, I was. And yeah. So I love hearing stories of people who have these like amazing dance backgrounds. And I'm like, oh, I'm so dance jealous. For real athletes. Athletes. People Cause I did jazz. Yeah. I did what I did jazz and hip hop. And I quit after like, I don't know, three or four years. Cause I didn't feel like training, mm-hmm. you know? And I was like, I always yell at my mom. I'm like, why did you let me quit all the things I liked? Cause you know, <laughs> now I wouldn't have to struggle so much, but yeah, I mean, it's it's a full-time, I used to fight with my, or not fight, but stand up for the dancers in college because we had a lot of football player friends and we'd always compare our schedules because our we were training like athletes. I mean, you have- yeah. You are an athlete. You, you are an athlete and we're yeah. training just the same way that these college athletes were training, at least at Fordham. Mm-hmm. Um, and it was cool to see that comparison, but I love it. And the, the work ethic that comes with it- I mean, it sets you up for life. Yeah, the discipline. The discipline is crazy. Like it's, and then also just your thick skin. Like it's amazing. I I really feel like, as I mean, any artist, but a dancer especially, like you are treated the bottom barrel. And I was like, for real, the the kind of treatment and the 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 audition process and things for dancers. I just feel like it's so much more cutthroat than what I've experienced as a model or as an actor. So. I am very happy to have been and always will be a dancer. It will set your mental up for life, your body up for life. It's the way to go. So start dancing and never stop. (laughs) (laughs) And I mean, with you being a dancer and like obviously teaching in-person classes, right? Like to students and also taking class as a dancer, like how was that shift for you moving into the virtual space of being like, okay, I'm going to look at my phone now and do a dance class. Like, was that crazy for you at I first? Hate, I hate the dance classes over the Zoom <laughs> or the phone. Like, I definitely have done a couple dance classes um, over Zoom, and it's just rough. You know, like, you, yeah. I want to touch and, and correct on a body, and I can only, like, emote so much through the camera. Like, in the acting classes I do over Zoom, it's a little different because it's just here, right? But mm-hmm. as a dancer, I mean, if you want to see my whole body, you have to be all the way over there. Right. It's just, it's hard. Um, but I don't know. It's hard. I, I couldn't wait for like the in-class dance classes to start again, even though now you have to wear a mask. And I don't really want to do that either. But um, the, the dancing over the Zoom and over the phone... I'm glad we can push past these times. Right. <laughs> um, the fitness is a little easier because... I mean, you just, you know, do 10 squats for me. It's a little different, but the doing like 
all of the dances and the artistry that is that is necessary. Um, it's difficult. Yeah. It's my favorite at all. Yeah. Much rather be. And you mentioned that you were hesitant at first to like do the fitness classes online. Was that because it was just new to you and like the digital aspect to it, or what? What was that for you? Um. Well, one. I really believe in like, we all have a hundred percent of our energy. Right. And whatever you choose to spend that time on is what you choose. So like I, if I'm saying I'm an actor and I'm a model and I'm a dancer, if I want to also for work on fitness, I'm taking time away from those other things. Like objectively yeah. that's how it works. If I want to have a boyfriend, if I don't like, there's only this much time and you're going to divide it how you want to divide it. Right. So I was like, Oh, I've always pushed away. Like since, I don't know, but all the time I was living in New York, like the fitness game has been pulling at me a lot. Like I've been asked to go teach at Soul Cycle, at Rumble, like these many, many yoga studios because I, I go there and I'm a fitness enthusiast and they can see that I would work well in that space. But I've always been very stickler about like knowing where I want to go and like what I'm focusing on and, you know, just keeping this in a hobby space versus a career. But mm-hmm things changed over this lovely COVID-19 period. And I really had to surrender to what was in front of me and what made sense. And again, I, it was just so smooth and such an organic transition that there was no way that I could like turn it down. I'm like the time, the space made time for itself. Um, what's for you will make room. Right. And certainly it did. And then I think too, I had a lot of imposter syndrome because I very much respect people that, train for their careers. I have trained to be a dancer, to call myself a dancer. I am in acting class regularly to, and I've worked professionally to call myself an actor, a model I've been doing for 10 years, but this fitness, you know, I haven't been training to be a fitness instructor. So I also had to get over my imposter syndrome, which was heavy. And I have so many friends that are in fitness that are like, girl, like, you know, so much, you know, in college, I had to take anatomy was my favorite class. I learned so much about the body as an, as an athlete, I was going to say as a dancer, as an athlete, (laughs) I have been, I'm so informed about my instrument and I feel like I have a lot of knowledge to give and I know what I'm talking about. And half the time, I mean, a lot of the time when I go to (laughs) people's classes or not, like I, everyone, (laughs) yeah, like I'm like, oh, okay, well I wouldn't do it that way, but that's fine. (laughs) I really yeah. don't know if they're not going to miss anybody, but right. I, it made, I, I know that I'm capable, but I really had to like push past the imposter syndrome of you haven't been trained to do this. Like, who do you think you are going on Instagram live or going on a platform? Even, even the revolve moment, I was like, me, <laughs> me to come on and teach this. And I was like, yeah, they asked you for a reason. You were sure. invited into the room for a reason. So take the opportunity and it went swell. You know, I got invited again and then other platforms were doing it. So, you know, I'm not here to, to proclaim that I've, that I've done all the certifications, um, but I am certified for enough for my liking at this moment. And mm-hmm. I do feel like I have a lot of experience in this zone with fitness and athleticism and dance training to allow me to give and I wouldn't have the fitness following I do if I didn't. So right. pushing past imposter syndrome was a moment, but thank And I'm sure that's hard. That was hard for you to do 
in a time when the world is shut down, you can't really see your friends or your family. You're like, okay, this new, you know, avenue is pulling at me. Yeah. You're kind of scared and like maybe a little doubtful and you have to like pull yourself out of it and like go on a leap and like push past fear. Right. Yeah. So yeah. like step into this new realm yeah, it, of a career in, in quarantine. Leap is really the word. And I always say like, I'm a leaper. I think anyone that works in freelance or entrepreneurship or an artist, right? Like a creative, you're a leaper. You're taking major risks and I'm used to just jumping. And <laughs> so I, it was scary, but I'm, I'm not looking back. I'm like, yeah, that seems, that seems like something that I could have gotten over. And, and I did. Um, but there definitely was a moment. I, I, I even have a video of like the story I put up when I was like, all right, guys, I'm going to go on IG live, um, doing a workout on Thursday. Yeah. Here we go. And even just saying it and doing it. I'm like, okay, I said, made it this, you know, and, um, if it didn't work, it wouldn't have worked, but it worked or is working. Right. And now it's about like handling, you know, since my other fear was, oh no, I'm going to take away this time from my other things that I'm very passionate about. Right. Um, once this took off, I was just like, all right, now it's my choice to met, to manage the amount of time I give to this. Like I have time, I have 24 hours in the day. I can teach for an hour in the morning and make sure that I set time to do the other things that I want to progress in my other career zones. Um, the time is there, time management, discipline, dance, like all that, right. it all right. still is working. Right. Yeah. Um, so I've been making a way. I'd say I'm still trying to get really good at that, but I have a schedule and, you know, I'm now I'm like, okay, this is, this is set in stone. I have my classes throughout my week. I have my income from this lane. Now let me still integrate my acting classes, my time for studying, my time for self-care, right. um, time for travel. So making it do what I do. Well, it's also, you know, it sounds like, you know, you, you are, are able to positively affect people with this as well, just like with your other streams of, of careers. Because um, mm-hmm. everything that you're doing is it does touch people, every single thing you do. So there's got to be an element too where, you know, this is something that's physically able to improve people's lives and doing that during quarantine when everybody needed that. Everyone was yeah. craving the outlet. It yeah. seems like it kind of almost checks two boxes because you're doing something so good and also, you know, making a career out of it. Yeah. I mean, it checks a lot of boxes. A third box is that I'm in the best shape I've ever been in my life. So as as I'm waking up, like mom body, (laughs) body, um, I woke up this morning, like, to be honest, dreading that I had to wake up and teach at 7am. As soon as I turn on the camera and I see, you know, today was a small class for women, but they're ready to go. And um, I'm like, wow, like I would not be up working out at this time if I didn't have to be here for you. So the fact that I have to show up and I've committed to showing Mm -hmm. up for them four times a week, like there's somebody on the other end of that computer, on the other end of that phone, the IG live that is showing up and I'm showing up for them. Like I have a one, I bless her heart, a woman in Poland that's constantly working out with me. I'm like, yeah. So I'm connecting with people globally. Yeah. Right. It's so cool to like be helping someone in their physical body, in their mental space. Mm-hmm. Um, that is all so exciting. Oh, and I forgot even about the fit on moment um, app too, which was a spinoff of Viori. I started teaching for Viori and then Viori did a 
combination, um, a, co a collab with FitOn on their app. And, you know, just this week hearing feedback from that whole platform, that opens up a whole nother door. Yeah, it does. You know, hearing people over <clears throat> there say like, wow, like, you know, you're, each person is so different. Like the way you, mm -hmm. even if you're taking Katrina's bar class or my bar class, like the way we speak, the way we deliver, um, everything's going to be a little different. So it's just cool that even in the fit on world, I've started to hear from people that are big fit on people that they love my style of class. They want me to have my own thing. I said, okay, just <laughs> let them know. Let them know I am available. Um, but yeah, so it, it's really cool to just, I feel like I discovered a whole another thing that I can excel at um, and also connect to people. It just, it's kind of, it's empowering mm -hmm. um, to be honest, to know that I can be a leader in that space. And then I'll say another box that checks off is the fact that I'm so vocal. Like I could always talk. I've never been afraid of the camera, but the fact that I have to, I'm that much more like articulate and camera ready. And I don't even know present because mm -hmm. I have to constantly, like when I'm on IG live looking crazy three times a week, I'm talking to myself. Like, so I'm used to being <laughs> there. Hey, giving all the personality when I'm literally Great. just talking to the camera um, mm -hmm. and I can't see anybody and usually no one's commenting and I'm just in there. Right. Um, it has really trained me. And then, you know, the whole workout, I'm talking, I'm talking, I'm, I'm guiding, I'm cueing. Um, and it, I've just noticed how it has probably strengthened my throat chakra. I was just going to uh, say that. It I was really, it, I think it really has like, cause then stepping into my acting classes, like on zoom, I just noticed that I'm that much more like say it with your chest. I'm that much more present and ready and confident on the camera because I'm used to this zoom space or this camera. Right. Space. Um, so that is another box that I think that it has fulfilled for me. Um, and who knew? So it, it's kind of like, you know, it, this quarantine made the space for it to happen. I surrendered, I allowed for it to happen. And now it's helping me in those other things that I didn't want to step away from necessarily, but I think it will just catapult me forward in those places as well. Yeah, absolutely. What has been your favorite fitness class or job that you have done since the pandemic? I mean, I don't know if we even want to touch on the fact that you were, that you were in Times Square this quarantine. <laughs> well, I mean, yeah, that's the number one thing that has happened to me in pandemic is my Times Square billboard. <laughs> so sick. Um, yes. Still super excited. That happened in February, 2021 um, for Athleta. And the photo that they chose could not be more like exemplary of what I represent. Um, it's, it's athletic, it's dancer, the fingers are there. The, like when I went to New York City, I was like, oh my God, my foot, it's perfectly arched. Like, cause I have had a billboard experience. That was not that. They chose the wrong photo. It clearly was not a dancer that knew what picture. Oh no. And I was mortified. Like as a dancer, like if you see, I mean, people make, now it's the thing, right? You're older, oh, look at them booking like non-dancers for this ad or whatever, or non-athletes. And I am an athlete and a dancer and I know how to make the right position. So the fact that you chose a photo of me with my knee bent, God forbid, or my foot not fully pointed. I was You're like, like, this is the wrong photo. What can do this? It was down the street from Ailey, from my college. So I was like, oh my gosh, this is more. And I went, you know, on Facebook and I saw these people commenting, like they didn't even fucking 
dancer. I was like, they did not. Yes, we were commenting. I'm like, people oh, are so mean. But the thing is, it was like I didn't. It didn't dig me that bad because I know that I actually can do exactly yeah. what that picture was. But they just chose. I mean, it was still a great photo. It had a lot of life. I understand why the producer would have gone and chose it. It was for yeah. a vitamin shop, but it had a lot of life. It was more relatable. It wasn't perfect, but from a dancer's eye, you're like, right. Oh, I am perfect. Please fix that. The ankle. The ankle is. The, I do not have a. A banana foot. Okay, I have a nice right. little arch. I'm gonna need you to put the full foot extension on the yes. Yeah, um, you do your leg lift. Yeah. yeah. She's like, oh, do another one. Do another one. I'm like, yeah, I was like, no, my knee, my knee. Hold yes, on. Yes, that's what I'm do. saying. So can you imagine? Yeah. It was on 55th and 9th, like or 55th and 8th, because my school is on 55th and 9th. Down the street from my school, I was like, oh my goodness. I still took a picture in front of it. I still let it be. Absolutely, it's but, still a, it's still something yeah. exciting. Right. But then 10 years later or eight years, maybe boom, here comes the Times Square one. And it was perfect. The, the picture that they chose. And even that, like, I mean, I'm sure like I've been modeling and Athleta. I worked for years. I did fashion week for Athleta like a long time ago. And then I didn't work for them again. And I was always like, oh, why aren't they choosing me? Why aren't they choosing me? And then this campaign was, you know, a direct book and it was actually before, I didn't even know it was going to be in Times Square. This was just like for their winter campaign, fall, winter, maybe. Um, but then the picture just came out so great that it ended up being in Times Square and it was like an add on. I'm like, Oh my God, this is amazing. And I do think that I've been in this fitness space. So I'm going to assume that that also was sprinkling fairy dust on that. Absolutely. Um, so yeah, I feel like, and then I, I booked a carbon 38 campaign. So it just felt like this has been my fitness run and I'm running with it. Um, and I think that, you know, where energy, where attention goes, energy flows. So the, all this attention that I've been giving to like teaching, making sure like my body is where it needs to be and helping others. And then the visibility on Instagram, like going live and, and expanding my, Instagram never. I mean, Instagram is a very powerful tool. So actually, even at the athletic shoot, when I showed up, one of the photos they had, you know, that give you like, they show the models and stuff was a straight up picture from my Instagram that has never in my book, my portfolio with my agency. It was like, I see you snooping on Instagram. (laughs) Right. Right. So Instagram is so powerful. And me, there's other things. Viore, I booked just off of like showing off my outfit on Instagram. So Instagram does this thing. I have a love-hate relationship with it, but it does this thing. <laughs> and giving energy in the fitness space really um, or giving attention to and more energy just just it, it sprinkled fairy dust in a lot of different areas. But I will say that the Times Square Billboard was the biggest and most amazing yeah. moment. <sighs> fitness slash modeling, but still. Yes. Yeah. So amazing. Yeah. That was definitely a check on your bucket list. Oh my gosh. I, you know, yeah. and it, you make a bucket list and you forget about it. Well, at least I do. Like I didn't, but when it happened, I was like, oh my gosh, this was a major bucket list check. I made a bucket list when I got to New York first college. And I'm like, I want a bucket. I want a billboard <clears throat> in Times Square. And the one that came on 55th was very close. <laughs> Right. And then I forgot about it. I wasn't, <laughs> like, I, you know, when you're not attached to the dream, they say, 
Yeah. Um, and then it just happened. And it reminded me that, I mean, I've been putting in the work as a model. Like I've been modeling for so long. So with things like acting, which is a, my newest endeavor, patience, you know, and do put in the work because if I've only been, you know, worked for three, four years, right. what does 10 years look like? Right. You know, maybe another billboard for my series or my trilogy movie. Yeah. Right. Sure. First. <laughs> yes. Speak it. Speak it into existence. Spoken. It was spoken. So Kiva, you just mentioned you have a love-hate relationship with Instagram. <laughs> I knew you were going to segue here, KJ. Yes. So <laughs> let's, let's shift gears a little bit. Um, are you familiar with what FedWork is? I am familiar with FedWork. <laughs> I sure am. Okay. So How you often do you have to? <laughs> hey, do we FedWork here and there? What, what's the tea? The tea is that, to be honest... I think that I, as well as you two, and um, I'm sure many other women, are great at doing the Fed work. Almost so good that you don't want to do the Fed work. So for my own piece, I often do not do the Fed work. Okay. um, Because sometimes I'm like, you know what? What I'm supposed to know is going to come to me. And if I wanted to figure this out, I could. However, there always is a little bit of Fed work that you're going to do, especially if the information is there. Like right. if everybody else can see it, then I want to see it too. Right. right. Um, but <laughs> what a crazy tool we have to, I mean, you can just figure out everything. Everything. You can figure out everything. Just, one second, let me figure out, oh, boo boo, friends with this person. At the, okay, at literally at your fingertips. At your so fingertips. fast. It, and that's what I like, I love hate about it. It's like, we're Same. so exposed to more than we need to know right because we all remember a life prior to this yeah I remember I got Facebook I was a trial school for it and we got it my sophomore year of college and it ruined my relationship now did it though or did the guy and his actions ruin my relationship (laughs) and me being able to see it is what really ruined it yes but let's blame Facebook for the moment um (laughs) But it's one of those things where it's like, I remember the piece of not knowing everything, not being able to, landlines. Like, I remember that. And now Indeed. we're thrown into this yes. world. It disrupts the piece. That's what yeah. I said. It disrupts the piece. Um, it disrupts the piece, man. Like, But are you doing any right now? No. <laughs> Is there someone, though, that you wish not, you were not doing any No Fed work currently. No, I don't think I'm doing, I, listen, I'm here to, Cheers, I don't think I'm doing any, <laughs> I don't like, I, I really, I really have searched for peace, you guys. Yes. And I'm, I'm very aware that that does not bring me peace. I, appreciate so, that. I really think that there is no one, there is no one I'm doing fed work on right now. I don't need to do okay. anything. That's no. great. No. And I do, I agree with you. I feel like there's a level of um, peace of, you know, not wasting, like you said, the energy and the time you put into yes. something. It, on a, it, 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 just, it takes it's time. Extra, exactly. Like I'm giving this <clears throat> energy. Like right. I, if I need to figure something out, I will go figure it out. But right. more times than not, I'm just like, 
I'm not giving you this energy. Let me, cause yep. I honestly try to take breaks off of this gram. Anyways, it's very hard, especially <laughs> now that my, one of my careers has so much right on Instagram. Yeah. Um, but you know, I, I really, I really try not to, um, do too much fed working. I can do it for my friends. <laughs> yeah. You can, you can still get involved and help out. I'll be like, okay, oh. <laughs> but yeah. I'm not, I don't know. I, I think I'm, I think I'm graduating from that phase. That's hey, you're right, right there with yeah. us. Yeah. We're right yeah, I don't have time. Like, you like, know. Yeah. I don't have time. If you're gonna go run around and do something that you shouldn't be doing, I believe in karma. And yep. it's all right. And if what I what I need to know is gonna come to me, and I think we all know that the information mm-hmm. will come straight to your lap. Yes. Oh, look at this. Thanks. Thanks. Didn't have to go searching for it, right? Right. Yeah. Um, so yeah. I could if I needed to, but I try to not. Okay, so you have in the past though, right? So like, do you have any crazy stories or anything you did find out that like set a different tone for, you know, whatever you were in? Um, Let's take it to Facebook. I will never forget. So when I was in, when I was in high school, I didn't have, I couldn't have Facebook. My boyfriend at the time was a sophomore in college. He got a Facebook. And of course, when he went away to college, things change. Right. Like of high school, you're in college, things change. Oh, this is so interesting. Not yeah. hearing from you as often, but I'm, I'm still your girlfriend. You still want me to, you know, stay in line and whatever. Yeah. Um, but you're not keeping up with your end of the deal. So I will never forget the day that I signed on to Facebook in my parents' office. And I was like, you know what? I'm just going to go ahead and guess. Kid you not. I got through on the second try. I was like, <laughs> Oh, sorry, call me Fed Work Fran, okay? Yes. I started on the second one. I was like, okay, that's his email. Try one thing, didn't work. One more, in, in, you guys. I, oh. I literally stepped back. I was like, I'm in here. And now what? Like, I had to take a moment, like, shit. Yeah. I just cracked into his Facebook, which at the time was the juiciest meat of all, right? Yeah. So then I went into um, into the messages, and I got my heart broken. Like mm-hmm. it was probably the first time I experienced extreme heartbreak. And did I bring it on myself, or like you said? I mean, but did you? Did I or what? Exactly. I mean, I really hardly tried. I hardly tried. And when right, I, you just kind of delayed heartbreak because you would have been heartbroken if you had it sooner. I was all you know? my heart was already breaking by yeah. the fact that you were. I could just you know. You know, because I think I had seen something publicly that I was like, well, what is this? And I, I know women. Yeah. I know the way that she's responding to you. So Great. it gave me reason to go look into this. And I did. And I was absolutely correct. Right. And like, not only was I correct, but it was just even worse. It was worse. Like, he wrote me a poem. And sent it to another girl in college. I was like, what? You're like, huh? Like copy and paste? Copy and paste. And I know it was written for me originally. Like a a a dear poem to me. Yeah, like that you loved to see. And you liked writing poetry. And you literally, I think you might have changed like the name. I don't, maybe there was one change, like the name, but it was literally a poem you wrote to me and you send it to somebody else. That is very sentimental. Facebook is the relationship graveyard. 
or it was <laughs> like wow i don't even it's use facebook trifling. oh no i'm i'm off facebook see yes. i my facebook story um the best one was my boyfriend was extremely drunk we were fighting and i'm like log into facebook and change your status or something because i knew how drunk he was the relationship so he, typed, he typed in his code but very, his password but very slow and i picked up on what it was so i had his password for three years did you chat all the time I'm like, yeah. okay. And then, okay. so the first time when I went in there, he was going on spring break with his buddy to Arizona and he had been messaging some girl in Arizona. And I'm like, you're cute. You're cute. Like you thought I wasn't going to find out. Cool. I'm going on spring break too. And so, you know, and we were very on and off at that point. So like we end things, whatever he goes on spring break, comes back, we get back together, whatever. So cut to me moving to LA, we break up. So I'd come to LA and a year into me being in LA, I'm like, hey, by the way, I had your Facebook password for the last three years. You might want to change it. I've seen the girls you're dating now. I know everything. I'm, he's like, that's very invasive. I'm like, well, it is. And I'm sorry. <laughs> that was very invasive. And it wasn't something like I checked it every day. Like, I just yeah. knew I had his password, you know. Um, Maybe every I was, other day, you know. No, because I was already <laughs> moved on. You know, I didn't like, yeah. I wasn't like caring. I, I was in LA now, you yeah. know. <laughs> but, um, to, I mean, you know, so yeah, the, the, once you get that Facebook password though, I mean, I mean, at the time it, it was, it was at the crazy. time. I don't actually, you know what? I, I really don't remember checking after that day. I think it really like, it was probably enough. It shocked me. Like I, yeah. I couldn't go back. And yeah. the only other time, and I swear up and down, the only other time I've checked anything since then is another um ex when I was in college and I will never like since then I I will really never ever 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 do it again now like that was like a, an adult decision after the high school decision I was like, oh yeah okay and that was on an iPhone and I remember being so scarred like I had a Blackberry at the time and looking at this iPhone and seeing these blue bubbles I literally like it like I wanted to regurgitate, yeah, I couldn't, like the things that I saw, it, it was stamped in my head of what interactions I saw in these damn blue and gray bubbles. Yeah. yeah. And it literally like it, it gave me the jitters. Like I, you know, you shake when you see shit like that. I oh was, yeah. Like, yeah. Yeah. And I never have again, I will. Your phone could be right there sitting right on open. I will not touch it. I, will I just touch it. I feel like also there's a level of, um, kind of what you said before, like if it's in front of me and I can see it, I feel like it's my knowledge to know, but I also feel like there's a level of, and maybe this has come with growth, but like, I wouldn't want someone creeping in my stuff. Like I don't want, yeah. I don't want to be that person who's creeping in someone's yeah. stuff. It will come to light when it's supposed to. I think that's another level of fed work when you're like in the password and like in their space, which is private. Right. I right. think there's crossing a line there, which mm -hmm. as a, you know, 19, 20 year old, I didn't think about. And right. it was also brand new. Social media was new. Um, but yeah, I know what you mean though, where it's like the last thing you want to see is, is that message. Mm -mm. Mm -mm. Yeah, no, I was scarred. I will never do it again. It's like when you touch the stove, like yeah. hand <laughs> off. I will never, <laughs> I will never, yeah. say never say never. No, I'm not doing it. Like, yeah. All right, move your phone. I don't want to see it. Sometimes I wonder if people have checked mine. Like, no, I think I, you would I, know. I think you would know if they did. I do know. But one I mean, time. I do know one time. Um, but that was honestly, I do know one time. 
but he told me that he did it in the moment. And that was, he was like fearful. I, he needed to know where I was. Oh, okay. I know. Sorry. Yes, yes, yes. Yeah. Interesting. That but, makes me think of something else though. So it's very rare that we hear men kind of talk about the other side of things, right? It's very rare that we hear men talk about vulnerability or in the moment I felt like I needed to do this or, you know, kind of like their feelings being at play more than yours. Cause we're, we're, as I feel like as women, we're always like our feelings, our feelings, because we're in more attuned to that. I think it's part of our, our like makeup as women that we just have a more connected, um, maybe it's our intuition, you know, that, that brings us there, but men have a different level of openness, let's mm-hmm. say mm-hmm. with that. And I noticed that a lot with men I've dated, you know, in my entirety of relationship statuses of, you know, since I was what, 16. Um, but you know, you touched on that, that you had someone who kind of did the same thing and he admitted to it in a moment of quote unquote weakness. Right. Like how have your experiences been like in that, in that space? Um, I, <laughs> I love this topic for you because I just, I cannot wait. Well, I'm over I mean, here smiling. For people that aren't watching the video, I'm over here smiling because I can't wait for what Kiva's going to say about male vulnerability. vulnerability. So please. Well, first of all, I'll just lead with this. Like, I love a vulnerable man. Right? I love I think it's so sexy. a vulnerable man. Like, show me your vulnerability. I think it is so sexy. And I think the days of like this macho, hard ass dude are far behind us. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I, my, I was just telling some of this today. I come like, come from, um, a tough love family. So that's also probably why I have, I have fiend for vulnerability. I've worked so hard to become vulnerable, more vulnerable myself. And especially I, I will credit the acting as like bringing me to an even better version of myself, a higher version of myself, because now I really crack open that center and I go there and I, I love crying now. Right. Like (laughs) I like let it out. I'm, you know, I am, I love being vulnerable. I love it. So I now I recognize that in others and I love to see in others. I know how hard it is. So when a man can be vulnerable with me, Oh my goodness. I I melt. I'm like, take me now. Surrender, surrender. Because now I feel safe. If I feel you being vulnerable, I, it literally makes me feel safe. Like I can tell you when I'm upset. You know, I feel like I'm often very, um, I've never been an like an, an annoying quote unquote girlfriend, right? Like I'm, I don't, I think that all my exes speak highly of me. I'm pretty sure. And like, I don't, I never want to like rock the boat or whatever, but I should be able to feel comfortable saying anything that I, that I feel like I should, I should be able to comfortable expressing my feelings and not holding that back. So I I think that when I, when a man tells me that they're upset or that they're sad or any emotions that they want to express to me, even that they're happy, like, you know, I love excitable people. Like show me that, like, tell me about what you're passionate about. Let me see you get excited. That's also vulnerability, you know, show me what you're shy about, what you're nervous about, what, you know, it's not just sadness or like crying to me, um, but your fears, like all of that. And I, so juicy. (laughs) I love it. And it's like, I, I want to hold space for that for real, for real. Like I got you. 
cry to me. Let me, let me lift you up. Tell yeah. me what yeah. your fears are. Like, let me in, bruh. And when you do, yeah. oh, oh, like <laughs> we love it. Like, oh my gosh, let me in. Yay, yay, yay. Like, let me of be your number one fan. I want to be your number one fan, your number one supporter. I want to help you through that space. And I think that in my singledom, I have done so much self-work that it's like, I can't wait to use this. I use all the stuff that I have been working on, on somebody else, you know, and help them through the things that I worked through as well with my vulnerability. Cause I know it's not easy. Like I, I still have a tendency to harden, but now I'm aware of it. And I'll be like, all right, <laughs> you're doing that thing. Like soften, 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 soften. We all just need to soften more. Everyone mm-hmm. needs to soften more. Yeah. Um, I don't even know if I answered your question, but that's what yeah. I really have to say about <laughs> no. vulnerability. Like, bring it on. I mean, yes. you you <laughs> were saying you were saying that you love a vulnerable man, right? But yeah. like, how hard has it been, or what has your experience been of like actually interacting with the man that can be vulnerable with you? That's a good question, KJ. I have. She knows me. She's going. <laughs> um. I have experienced very vulnerable men and I've experienced the hardest of like, come the fuck on, like (laughs) of men. And, um, and I prefer the version of myself. I like who I am better with the vulnerable man Mm -hmm. because we open up that space for us to be fully ourselves and all parts of ourselves. I can definitely exist with a man that struggles with vulnerability. And I, I know that it's hard. So I hold space for that, but ultimately like, that's what I'm wanting from you. Yeah. And that's what I hope that we're working towards. So I don't like cancel the person that is, uh, incapable of being vulnerable. Honestly, it usually intrigues me. I hate to say (laughs) it. You're like, let me get that out. Oh, of here. Yes, I'm like, ooh, he has a soft center, but he's acting hard. Yeah, yeah. Let me let me crack that open. But then, you know, as women, especially, we can run into like playing around with potential. And mm-hmm. I do believe in people. I don't believe. I believe in people evolving, not changing. Mm-hmm. I use the word evolve because I, I I think it's in there if it's in there, and then you can evolve from there. Um, but. The love is just better when everyone is vulnerable. Let's put it that way. Like if you want to experience the best love ever, you have to be vulnerable. You can only go as high as you go low. When you do a plie, the deeper you plie, the higher you jump. Okay? Yeah. So you need to know how to go deep in order to go high. That's it. When I want to swim in the shallow end, I want to go deep and then I can come back. If you never swim farther out, then you don't know what's out there. You're going to play, play, play in the shallow end. What fun is that? Right. Um, let's go to deeper waters. That's where the real love is at. And it's mm-hmm. so good. People get so scared. I'm like, bro, you can't like, <sighs> I get it. <laughs> yeah. It's like, love is scary, but like the bet it's, it's good. Run, like walk towards the shadow. It gets smaller. Right. Mm-hmm. Right. I yes. I love the play play in the shallow or go deep. I like that. Yes. You know, it really helps. It really helped to get the point across. Right. Um, yeah. But yeah. So I, I do think that in my experience, the relationships that have been the best are the ones that both parties feel comfortable being vulnerable and, or at least 
if they don't feel comfortable, they work at that and that we have verbal communication about it. Like, oh. Let's not be afraid of the word vulnerable. Let's not be afraid of the word feelings. Like, feelings. Like, ooh, we can say feelings. It's not a curse word. Vulnerability, you know. <laughs> right, um, right. But aside from like, you know, obviously the, the obvious male stigma, right. Of like men are usually the more, you know, tougher ones and you know, all of that. Like what else do you think it is that scares men from being vulnerable? Rejection. Mm. I think men are more afraid of rejection than women. Mm. I think that I, I definitely think that I think, I think that. Which would stem that, which would stem back to their ego. Absolutely. Yeah. I mean, like women, we deal with so much pain, right? Just in life. I just think that we're more equipped to deal with it. And we're, and it's like, we, we bring it on and we have a, a sponge of layers of, of compassion. Um, so I don't think that we're innately as fearful of rejection. I don't know. Like maybe it goes back to King Kong and his kingdom, something like that. Like it's not. <laughs> I, I don't know. I, I think, I think men and, and their egos really put them in a position to fear rejection more than women. Um, which I will also say back to that dancer comment or athlete or anyone who leaps, for yeah. example, like I swear I get my heart broken weekly. Okay. With these auditions, what? Mm-hmm. Like I'm constantly putting my full self out there passionately everything, whether I'm crying in audition, pulling on a whole four scene self tape in my living room, giving my whole morning up to it. Mm-hmm. Like I am putting everything into that audition to sometimes hear nothing back. Majority of the time, hear nothing back. Literally nothing. Constantly. Right. Like most of what I do is rejection. So I think that in the loving space, I swear it has made me like that much more of a risk taker. It has broken my my chest cavity up that much more open to let love in and to give. Cause I'm used to just leap, like, I keep going to this word leap. Like I will leap and not always know if you're going to catch me, but I'll leap. I'll leap first. I'm not, I'm not afraid to leap first, but I think that my career has prepared me has, I've I developed a resilient heart. I'll say yeah. Like I'm not afraid to love. Um, and I'm not afraid to go deep and get vulnerable. And I think that you only get better at that with practice. Mm-hmm. Like, I, I also think t- touching on like the, the um, rejection aspect of things, mm-hmm. I feel like men are good at a surface level rejection, right? Because men typically are the guys who come up to women and holler at them at the club or hit on them when they're driving by or talking to you at the gas station or being the hooting and hollering guys at as construction guys. But when it comes to actually feeling and being able to hurt real feelings, that's when you're right. I mean, that's when a rejection to them is so much more real. Whereas for me, and I know Katrina, we've talked about this before, like that initial level of quick rejection is almost scary for women. And that's yeah. why we don't go up to guys at the club and be like, hey, what's your number? Because what if they say no, right? There's yeah. this like surface level. So it's almost like a, there's a, that's true, actually. I, I could see that. I think there's that like a surface level versus the true feelings, you know, and yeah. it's like men can't get there like we can in the true yeah. part. I, I agree. I think you have a good point. I think it's easier for a guy to be like, you know, and get your number, say something initially 
but and it's harder for us to do that although I have been trying to push myself um me too but <laughs> but I do think that once you get into it and that's when they always run yeah um they get fearful of yeah not, I think they self-sabotage a lot yo as well you know <laughs> Like that's 100%. But I feel like we yeah. could also talk about that forever because I feel like self sabotage, you know, comes a lot from, you know, childhood things they went through growing up, you know, whether it's things with their parents, whether it's things with sports, whether they're in football or basketball or, yeah. you know, band. maybe trauma, trauma with, um, you say band? <laughs> yes, or band, <laughs> um, you know, or a, a past relationship. But I think self-sabotage, you know, can be for men and, and women. So, yeah. And I, I do, I will give them this. I do think it's, I do think it's hard. Like when I put myself in a man's shoes, like there's a lot that we expect from them. And especially in this day and age and, um, you know, like we can say, oh, I just want a vulnerable man, but no, like you want more or some, most of us like would want more than that. Like how much of a provider do they really need to be? And are they like, I, I've, a lot of my, guy friends when we've spoken about this it's like they need to be in a position where they feel like they can provide because traditionally that's their role and right. you know I think I feel like the the constant thing I hear is like he's not ready or he's still not ready or they're not ready they're not ready they're, and they're I feel like they're trying to get ready right I think they're yeah. always trying to get ready um and it's I think about my brother a lot because my brother is, is of age. So I'm watching his process and honestly watching him has made me have such a softer spot for men and like understanding I'm that much more, that much more compassion for them and like what they're going through. And I, I see the innocence, see the innocence. And whenever I see the innocence, it's, it gives me peace. Um, everyone's trying. That's interesting too about you said about your you have a younger brother I have a younger brother too and I always said whoever he ends up with is so lucky because he's watched me go through all the bullshit that he's such a better man oh yeah and he's you know he's sensitive he talks about his feelings and Mm -hmm. I think that there's a level of you know watching the pain that your older sister's been through Mm -hmm. that so I'm always like do you have an older sister like (laughs) no oh you're the oldest Mm. yeah only because I, I, I never thought about that. I should start asking. Like, do you have an older yeah, there's like, a level of like, you've seen the hurt that a man put your sim- mm-hmm. like this sister, someone you have a pedestal on. Yeah. I could never do that to something like my brother's told me a million times. Like he would and, never do that. And he has also, I think that my brother will treat his queen so well because I am very vocal about what I need. And yeah. he sees that. So mm-hmm. he knows what he has to do. But I will say, because everything that I'm talking about, I, I can see that he doesn't feel ready to do that. And he knows Mm -hmm. what it would require. And I think that's what pushes a lot of men away from committed relationships because they know what it's going to require. Not that they'll never want that, but like, I don't know. And then you get the avoidance ones who are like, Mm -hmm. Oh, it's going to take away my independence. (laughs) Right. Like, you know, the fear of, of that and crouching on them, I think is more what it is than like, I think honestly more of what it is than just wanting to be out here with multiples. Although some, some want to do that too, which is fine. But <laughs> fine. I, and that may never change. Right. And that may, that see, that might never change. That may, might be where you want to go. But I do think a lot of them are probably just like, you know, sounds nice, but I don't know, or if, I don't even know if they can articulate this yet for themselves, but right. 
I would assume. I mean, people can only meet you as divas they've met themselves. Okay. Okay. Yes, KJ. Okay. Okay. Yes. Okay. Exactly. Exactly. And you can't meet yourself deep. You can't meet me deep in the deep water if you didn't go in the deep water yet. Right. Like that. You're too busy playing shallow water, bro. You need to. No, you're just playing in the shallow end. I swim in deep water. Take off the float. Hello. (laughs) I can help you swim. I'm a gray swimmer. I'm a great swimmer. You don't need a life jacket. I got you. I got you. Right. right. I can teach you how to swim. You want to go? I'm ready. <laughs> Swimming lessons with Kiva coming up. Swimming <laughs> lessons into the deep dive of vulnerability and love. Let's go. Yes. yes. Let's go. Let's I go. love it. I love it. Well, really quick, but kind of not quick. <laughs> Um, something that we like to do at the end of an episode is pull a quickie. So Kiva, will you pull a quickie with us? <laughs> sure. <laughs> I never thought you'd ask. <laughs> yes. Yes. So I'm be going vulnerable. To- yes. You're going to be vulnerable. Okay. I'm going to ask you a series of questions and you okay. just got to answer rapid fire. No explanation. Okay. Bam. Okay. Ready? Ready. I'm ready. Okay. Okay. LA or Chicago? Chicago. Sunrise or sunset? Sunset. Ketchup or mustard? Ketchup. Cardio day or leg day? Leg day. (laughs) Nike or Adidas? Nike. Peloton or SoulCycle? Honestly, Soul. Okay. <laughs> um, five star hotel or beachside bonfire? Beachside bonfire. Okay. I knew you were going to pick that one. I had a feeling. Um, like who- at a five star hotel. Oh, of course. Six I, I want like, I want to do the beachside bonfire. Where we insane in like a luxurious resort room. There you go. Okay. There you go. Um, who would you most like to quarantine with? Like a real person? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. My my man's. Okay. Okay. Um, a favorite film of all time? City of God. If you could pick any decade to live in, which would it be? Hmm. hmm. Um... The nineties. Okay. Um, hottest I like club. The 90s, two, two, early two thousands. I mean, I was gonna say the nineties too. So yeah. yes, yeah. yeah. Um, hottest club or neighborhood dive bar. Hottest club. Last <laughs> book you read. We said again. Last book you read. Um, all about love. Mm, very fitting. <laughs> Craziest DM you've ever received. Gosh, can I get a moment? The craziest DM I've ever received? Probably something about my feet. Uh, yeah, like yeah. specific directions about how I need to remove my socks when I teach a IG live and how sexy my feet and my toes are and that they're the prettiest feet ever. Um, Yo. <laughs> which led me to find my feet on a freaking... Uh, no foot foot site like a foot fetish site foot fetish site yeah. oh my gosh that's so creepy with ratings yeah though. at least the ratings weren't terrible I mean I don't well, think I have the best feet in the world but hey someone else oh my gosh 
I cannot. <laughs> um, okay. Those are pretty normal, I have to say. Okay. Okay. Uh, Netflix and chill or date night out? Oh, okay, fine. I have to change one. Yeah. Well, date night out. We can always do Netflix and chill. Okay. Okay. And so for the next couple of questions, um, just finish this the sentence. Okay. Okay. So I love. Oh, I love the Caribbean. <laughs> My guilty pleasure is. My guilty pleasure is 90s white music. I miss. Oh my God. I miss being in love. Mm, okay. I believe in. I believe in the power of the universe. I'm grateful for. I am grateful for my supportive friends and family. And last question to fed work or not to fed work. <laughs> don't fed work okay <laughs> don't fed work we off brand, but don't fed work don't do no, it it's good. don't do it we're hanging up our badges so we're, we yeah. get it it's all good where can people find you, you online can find and all that. at kiva keeves k-e-v-a-k-e-v-s um on instagram and twitter but i'm not really on twitter that much but sometimes we're hilarious actually these days yeah. Um, and yeah, Akiva Keys. I live in LA. Holla at me. And your next class will be, um, tomorrow morning. Uh, so I teach on Friday mornings for Viore on live at 8am Pacific time. I always post it on my Instagram. Um, and I teach on Mondays as well in the morning for I'm wealthy. So you can work out with me in the mornings and I'll get you right. Get those abs kicking, get that booty yes. right. Yes. Your sweat on with me. I'm gonna need to I'm gonna need to check in on that. No, you gotta try. I'm tired. I need it after after these last two weeks. I need all of it. Yes. <laughs> yes. Well, thank you for joining us. Thank you so much. It was for, fun getting to know you. Yeah, you were exciting. such a gem. And congrats on everything. Yes. I love it. Well, congrats on everything. And those of you guys listening and tuning in, thanks for joining us. And we'll see you guys next week. See you next time. (laughs) Thank you for tuning in to this episode of FedWork. We hope that you enjoyed it. Please make sure to like, comment, and subscribe on all platforms. For any inquiries or sponsorship requests, please visit wearefedwork.com.